What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the No Bad Dogs podcast. As this podcast is titled, I did get a new puppy, which I want to talk all about. I haven't had a puppy in eight years. That's right. Lakota is eight years old, and uh, it's been a long time. Lakota's uh, after Thompson and Lola both passed pretty much in the same year. I feel bad for her. She's never been an only dog. She's always been the runt, uh, the the youngest dog in our in our pack, if you will. And it was time. I like big dogs. Um, so though, for those of you who don't know, I got a Borble, and I'm going to go into the reason why I got this dog, how I picked this dog, the breeder, etc. Because a lot of people ask, and they're really interested, and they're surprised, and excited and all this fun stuff. So I want to, I think podcasting is the best place to kind of dive into the granule details of why I picked Mr. Burley. So let me just back up a little bit. When I was young, we had dogs. I've had dogs my whole life, but not big dogs. I've always had smaller dogs. My mom always liked smaller dogs, Shih Tzus, Pekingeses, etc. Then we got Lola, which is probably the biggest dog I ever had. She was a mix that we adopted off a shelter floor, off the pet smart floor um she's the best dog we've ever had um, she's great and then we got thompson uh and this is me as an adult and yeah then we got lakota about eight years ago and lakota was a working dog that i used for work for demonstrations for my demo dog etc and she still kind of is she's uh got some issues going on in her back ends her legs but um we're gonna be uh, looking into helping her with that here in, in the in the future so i've always liked big dogs I think after having, well, hold on, let me back up a little bit. I'll just say this, um, Portugal, if you guys are listening to this, I'm going to Porto, Portugal uh, this May to do a dog training seminar. Hope to see you guys there. All the information is in the link in the description. For the very first time, I'm also offering a dog training uh, shadow program at my facility where you come and shadow me and my staff, go through the consulting process of my clients, and then the outcome. You get to have lunch with me and ask me questions and go into the studio and talk and just shoot the shit. We just recently did it. It's kind of a pilot thing right now. It's super inexpensive. It's 2500 bucks. We're only taking a couple a month, um, and it's behind the scenes and 
kind of sets you up to to do everything you can from social media and growing your business and working with clients and just asking questions. So uh, link is in the description for that as well. Back into the uh, puppy. So Burley we've had for almost a week now. And yeah, so I've always liked big dogs. Now there's a history about the reason why I got this dog, which again, I think this is the best platform to talk about it. So I've been doing this now for over a decade, 12 to 14 years professionally, give or take-ish time, right? Every single day professionally. And there's some dogs in my career that are really memorable for me. There's breeds in my career that are very memorable for me. And remember, you know, I work with behavior modification, right? So I work with dogs with typically behavioral problems, not all the time, but 90% 90% of the dogs that I work with have behavioral problems. And so behavioral problems is, I should clarify on that. Behavioral problems doesn't necessarily mean there's a problem with the dog. It just means the owner has a dog that they're having a hard time with their behavior. So it's not always an aggressive thing. It's not always the dog is bad. It just means that they're having problems, right? So I go in, I don't get hired to go and teach obedience. I don't get hired to go and teach play, sit down and stay. Although that's part of what I end up doing. But anyway, I digress. So there's a dog named Cooper. If you guys remember in my YouTube channel in, the, in Montana, it's probably the prettiest video that uh, we've ever done. <clears throat> that was a dog. Uh, he's a borble. Um, big, big boy. And is if you guys, uh, the link is in the description, you guys can see that, uh, has a lot of views. I think it has like 2 million views or something like that, which is insane on YouTube. So that, that video there, wrong dog for the wrong people, elderly people, not elderly, but older people, not super active, giant dog. Okay. And I, I worked with another one in Nashville, my buddy Sherman. Um, perfect dog for the perfect owner, right? So he's just got some quirks of, you know, a little standoffish, but he's a borble. So we wanted to tune things up there, nothing crazy. But I liked both of those dogs a lot. I liked them a lot. The reason why I like these dogs is because they're pretty consistent with their genetics. So like a Shiba Inu is going to act like a Shiba Inu. A Husky is going to act like a Husky. A Malinois is going to act like a Malinois. The borble always acts like a borble to me, from the dogs that I've worked with anyway. Um, they're very stoic. They're very athletic for a big dog. The, I will say this. It's the most athletic big dog I've ever seen, ever. That's, again, saying a lot because this is all I do. The, these dogs move like cats. Uh, it's crazy how athletic these dogs are for their size, you know, 150 plus pounds. They're jacked. They're muscular. Uh, they're a dog. Like when you play with them, when I work them, they're a dog. I feel like I'm messing with a dog, you know, it's kind of intimidating almost, you know? So I really like that about them. Just their consistent genetic behavior has been, it's been nice. And I've always just kind of been attracted to them. My wife likes them, which is kind of hard to do because she's she doesn't really get into like breeds as much as I do and and whatever. So she she really likes them too. She thinks they're really cool dogs because of the ones that we've worked with before. And once you get in, that's a cool thing is like you you have to earn their trust. You have to earn their love. You have to earn everything with them. 
And if you guys watched the first video that we put out with Burley picking him up, you can see that immediately. Like this dog is playing hard to get. <clears throat> He's doing all the horrible stuff. He's pretty cool. So there's that. And then uh, being a dad has changed my whole outlook on life. My son is now a year and a half. Everything I do in life is now like a roadmap for him. I want to, like everything I do is set up for him. And that's what I'm thinking about at the end of the day, you know, and, and that's important to me. And so the other thing is, is um, unfortunately there was a girl really close to our home, a place that I actually grew up in, like at this campsite, like often got um, abducted, kidnapped by some creep in the woods down the road. And the guy lived like 15 minutes from me. And so being a parent, that shook me up, shook the whole community up. Like I didn't sleep, I had anxiety. Because you just don't, like it just hits so close to home, you don't ever think about that. You know, we live in a small town in upstate New York, and when that shit happens, it's like, whoa. It could have been me, could have been my son. Um, They ended up finding her, like in a closet, naked. Actually, one of my buddies was on the team and it was not good. None of it was good. I'm not even going to talk about it, but you can look it up. It was national news. And so that really shook me up like really bad. Just thinking about this little girl, thinking about the parents, thinking about what they're going through, thinking about what she's going through. And I don't want to be dark, but I'm going to be honest. Like that's when I started thinking, okay, I have a gift from God to work with dogs that's why I'm on this earth. I've said it a thousand times. It's just, it's just what it is, right? I love working with dogs. I started thinking, what are the breeds of dogs that I would want around my kids? And Borbal immediately came to mind. Now, if I said, my wife said, hey, I'm going <clears> to <throat> let Banks ride his bike down the street. <clears throat> yeah, sure. <clears throat> but if he had a Borbal with him, and I understand it's like he could have any dog with him and it would be a nice piece of protection and a peace of mind more than anything. Hopefully it's always just a peace of mind. You never actually would think like, what would my dog do? But Borbals are one of the only breeds that I've worked with that has the Tibetan Mastiffs as well, I should say, that has the innate protectiveness in them where you don't train it in them. You don't try to provoke it out of them. They just have it. They step between them and whoever they need to and they just have it and they do it very calmly they almost do it professionally, almost like a secret service. Like you don't even notice that they're doing it. That is innate to them. That baseline protective, I'm going to stand my ground against anything. And they, and they, like I said, like once you earn their trust, like you're in their circle and they'll protect you at all costs. And these are like jacked 150 pound plus dogs with muscles bulging out of their shoulders. They're really cool. They were, they're South African. So the the borble was created. I mean, there's a lot of history I have from the breeder, but the borble is is a South African mastiff essentially. So it's a mastiff dog, um, and they're guard dogs, and they're big, they're bulky, and they're bred to protect, and they do, and they do it. They do it right. They do it. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, I've worked, like I said, I've worked with them. I know what they are. 
Um, they have different demeanors than corsos. They have different demeanors than presses. They're just like a jacked, gentle giant that is innately very protective, specifically with their family. And I haven't seen that out of a lot of other dogs. So anyway, very cool dogs. So I thought about Borbles, and that night I looked up Borble breeders. Now listen, guys, I, you know, there's things that I'll just say. Like I know what I'm doing. I mean, I hope that we can all agree. Like I know what I'm doing. And so when I looked up Borble breeders, I, I was, you know, I, I looked it up for a couple of days, and I landed on this breeder. And one of my clients, who now became our friend Taylor, nice friend who lives in Nashville, has another Borble who we were introduced in the first the first place. I said, hey, I'm thinking about potentially getting a borble of course she was happy because borble is kind of like a small community not a lot of people have them people who do have them either have to get rid of them because they couldn't handle them or they whatever um so it's kind of a special dog for that reason you know it's not an average dog you see you might not see any of them in your life so i really like that and and it should be like that not everybody should have this dog they are no joke so it's kind of like the history of the borble coming into my life, short form. So I was looking at breeders, and now I want to just take a moment to talk about some of the unfortunate comments that I saw on Instagram. Like, I'm very disappointed, Tom. I can't believe that you are buying a dog and not adopting a dog. Now that just, it irritates me. It makes me sad. Uh, the selfishness in that comment alone is just infuriating to some degree. Like I'm a guy who recently and in the past has donated a lot of time, money, equipment, efforts into shelter work, working with shelter dogs. 90% of my clients are shelter dogs. I devote my whole life to dogs. I put out free pieces of content for millions of people all over the world every day to help people with their dogs. And if I want to go out and buy a dog for my family that I know very specific, a dog that I specifically want for work and specifically want for my family and for the audacity of somebody to come on my page and tell me what dog I should bring home to my family makes me sick. The idea, listen, I even said in the video that I have, and I'm always going to advocate for adopting a dog, but when I want a very specific dog for a very specific reason, because I travel the world and I'm on social media and people know when I'm home and people know when I'm away, people know when my wife's home alone, people know when my son's home alone. If I want a very specific dog to do a very specific thing for me and my family, I'm going to delete and block anybody (laughs) that comes on my page and tells me otherwise because that is ridiculous. Not every single dog owner in the entire world has to adopt a dog from a shelter. And to make them feel like a piece of shit and blame them and try to make them feel bad for not doing so is insane. It's like mental illness insane. It's It's just education. It's ignorance. Now, again... I advocate for 90 plus percent of people. If you just want a companion, you want a buddy to go hiking with, go to the shelter. 
I said it in the video. I advocate for dogs all the time. Every like every month, we're flying to a shelter to to, to help dogs in shelters, help the volunteers, help the dogs in shelters because they're hard, they're challenging, they're not well bred dogs, right? Like that's the thing. So it just really, I I get it. Like people have just been brainwashed, but it's so selfish, so self centered so ignorant and so disrespectful to come on my page as an expert in canine behavior to tell me what dog I should have got for my family. Do you know how crazy that sounds? I mean, to the majority of you, you're probably nodding your head and you're like, yeah, no shit, Tom. But that's what that's some of the comments I got. It, they were one out of 150, right? Like 150 people were like, yeah, I'm so excited to learn from you. The other thing is one of the other reasons why I got this dog This is one of the toughest dogs I've ever had to work with in my life, the breed. They're very tough. They're very challenging. And like I said, probably one of the toughest dogs genetically I've ever had to work with because of their protective behavior. And I wanted to raise and train a dog on the internet for other people. If I can train a borble to do X, Y, and Z and put it out there for free in 4K for you guys... You can train your dog you just got from the shelter. You can train your golden retriever. You can train your lab with my system because these dogs are no joke. They're very difficult to train. They're stubborn. They're strong. Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online master's of social work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. That's just how they are. And I just wanted to say that because, again, if somebody were to say, hey, Tom, I'm looking for a dog. What do you suggest? I'd say go to the shelter. Genuinely. And the people who know me and follow me, like, probably know that, I would hope. But the fact that I go out and purchase a dog for my family for very specific reasons, like, don't, like, it's not, I'm not even have a conversation. Like it's just a waste of time. And, and for anybody out there, like who's maybe even thinks that and hopefully now is like, Oh, okay. Yeah. That kind of makes sense. Like let the guy get a fucking dog. He wants to get like, he kind of knows what he's doing. Like there's a reason why I got this dog. There's a reason why I didn't go to the shelter. 
Like the people who are making these comments aren't the people. Like I do more than they do. You know what I mean? Like it's just very. It just. It just really infuriated me after everything I've done over the decade on the internet of helping dogs for free for people. I go out and finally get excited about getting a puppy to raise, to train on the internet for free to help other people. But at the same time, in the same breath, also get a dog to protect my family because that's very important to me. People are saying, you're a piece of shit for doing that. It's terrible. I don't want, I don't want any of those people following me. I don't want any of those people in my community listening to me, watching my videos. I don't want anything to do with that. Like that type of person, no bueno. No, thank you. Like have some respect. Like that's crazy, right? But like I said, I advocate for adopting dogs. I advocate it. So like I'm not hypocritical. I do things for clear the shelter programs. I, I do help. But I'm also a real human being that understands dog behavior and dog breeds. Good breeding. Good breeders. Hey man, call this guy in six months. Hey man, this this dog just matured and now he wants to kill Lakota. He doesn't like Lakota. He's super trained. He speaks three different languages. He loves kids. He loves people. He doesn't like Lakota. They'll take him back tomorrow because they're good breeders. They're ethic breeders, ethical breeders. They checked his elbows. They checked his heart. He's certified. His hips and elbows are certified. I saw mom. I saw dad. I saw grandpa. I know what I'm getting. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Nothing. Don't be selfish, people. Like, yes. And the other thing is, guys, is, okay, it, it's like it's like people who are like, hey, like I talked to somebody. I was on um, I was on a Fox News thing yesterday or today or something. And the lady was like, yeah, I went out and bought a, uh, a doodle because my whole family's allergic to dogs. But we love dogs. And I'm like, yeah, great. What are you going to say? Like, what are those people going to say then? Adopt, don't shop? No, they can't have a dog if they do. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just crazy. Like, yes, I agree. What what dogs have to go through in shelters is terrible. And I do everything in I, that I can to use my platform to advocate to get those dogs out of there for anybody that's just looking for a companion dog. But there's a significant difference between a working dog, a companion dog, a family dog. And I know genetics. I know breed. That's my job. Like, 100%. So I didn't really mean to talk about it for that long, but it really just kind of, oh, it just, it just, it's just the education and ignorance of people just adopt, don't shop. Like I get that. Like, but there's, there's degrees of that, right? I didn't go to the mall and pay $1,200 for a Shih Tzu that's in the back that has a heart murmur and one testicle that came from a, like a farm, right? It's the same thing with like factory farming versus going, you know, to your butcher that's down the road. You know, I I mean, I can go all day about the, the comparisons and how different they are, right? Like it's not the same at all. And I, and I, and I, I just want to know, I just want to like throw that out there. Like if somebody wants to go out and buy a purebred dog because they just want good genetics and they're paying for good genetics and they want to see mom and they want to see dad and they want to see grandpa and they want to see grandma and they want to see this dog with kids. They want to see mom with kids. They want to see grandpa with kids to make sure like, hey, genetically, this dog, genetics say that this dog is going to be great with kids, going to have good hips and elbows. It's not going to get cancer. We're going to have to put the dog down at six. There's nothing wrong with that at all. <laughs> like, that's crazy. 
And I, I didn't really feel that heat until I got, and, and listen, it wasn't a lot. I would say out of YouTube and Instagram, out of the thousands of cl- comments I got about getting this dog, it was probably like six, but it just infuriated me. And I didn't say anything back because I was like, whatever. Anyway, I just want to throw that out there, guys. I love dogs. If you need a dog, you want a companion dog, you want somebody to hike with, you don't need a dog for a specific reason. You don't care how old they are, how big they are. They don't care. Go go get a shelter dog. 99% of people probably should just go get a shelter dog, but not me. I've had shelter dogs. I'll have shelter dogs in the future. My clients are shelter dogs. I donate time to shelter dogs. I donate money to shelter dogs. I help, like, there's nothing wrong with shelter dogs, but there's also nothing wrong with paying for what you're paying for, right? Again, ethical breeders. Talk to this guy for almost six months every day. Then it was like, hey, we got puppies on the ground. Hey, let's, you know, it was like going there, shaking their hands, putting my hands on their dad, where this dog came from watching how this dog interacted with kids. Like, that's important to me. And if everybody has a problem with that, that's your problem. Because I'm telling you, like that's the way the world works with dogs. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Again, I think there's something significantly wrong with going to the pet store and buying a puppy mill dog that is puppy milled somewhere off and they're stuck in little cages like chickens. Those things should be shut down. Don't buy dogs from those people. That's terrible. Don't fund those people. Don't support those people. 100%. But that's not one on big umbrella. That's the education that I'm talking about. That's the just edu- that's just education of just knowing like the blind ignorance with those comments just it's like saying like hey man the sky's red. Like how dare you say the sky is blue? Are you crazy? How dare you? Go back inside. The sky is red. No it's not blue I have no idea what you're talking about it's the same thing that we talked about in the katie matthews podcast the fake dog lover that's them <laughs> anyway moving on <laughs> sorry had to get that off my chest because that really ticked me off after everything i've done i go out and so excited about get it that's like you know opening up a thing of coal on christmas for a little kid i was like really Somebody's going to make me feel like shit for buying a dog that, anyway, moving on. So Burley is home. His dad is huge. Uh, He's about 200 pounds. His chest is like 20 something inches, it seems. Mom is 180. His dog's going to be big. That's important when you guys bring your dog home. Like for me, I've, I've just been raising puppies throughout my, you know, life, my adult life, my kid life. Um, haven't had, you know, I've had a handful of them, you know, because they live so long, probably because they're fed raw. I don't know, but it's just cool to like go through this process again. It's cool for my son to have a puppy. Cause you know, I did it, like when I was a kid, I don't really remember having puppies, but I like, I don't know. It's, it's going to be cool. And I'm just really excited about it. And I think, like I said, I want you guys to like, I'm posting a lot on Instagram stories on like the things that the, like the little things that I'm doing that I'm like, Oh, this is probably valuable. Like tonight I did desensitization to the Dremel, which is like how you cut dogs nails. I did cut his nails a little bit too with the Dremel, but I was just like, these are things that I'm just doing and I'm popping up my phone. I'm like, Hey, do this. 
Like, this is what you do. Like, everyone's always like, how did you get such a well-trained dog? How do you get such a balanced dog? How do you get such a chill dog? How do you get such a confident dog? Like, these are the things that you would do, right? So also just like I'm outside letting him off leash right now. I live in a really quiet neighborhood. So I'll just take that with a grain of salt. Um, so he's not like really restricted anything. Uh, also too, like I'm crate conditioning him. So I didn't put him into the crate and shut the door for long periods of time. I feed him in his crate three times a day. So all I'm doing right now, and we're going to make a video that's coming out this weekend. Right now it's February 27th. So if you're listening to this after this weekend, it's already out, but it's going to be me, uh, with the first 24 hours or 48 hours with my dog, my puppy. So we're going over how to start potty training. We're going over how to start crate conditioning. We're going over like what like what your first walk should look like. We're going over like how you should introduce your dog to other dogs or your dog at home. So it's going to be a whole tutorial-based thing. And I'm excited about it. Like a hell yeah, I'm going to take advantage of it because A, who knows when I'll have another puppy again. Could be 10 years, could be 10 months. I don't know. But also what happened with Lakota is because I got her eight years ago, everyone's always like, how did you get her to do this? How did you get her to do that? How did you get her? And and the the reality is, is I started just my, my, my very new beginning career of like filming content, eight, you know, eight plus years ago. So there's videos her on my YouTube channel. If you go all the way back and they're pretty cool. They're like her, you know, focused, learning, focused healing, learning, um, how to to touch on a touchpad, and she's like this little gerbil looking dog and she's so cute um but it, it's it's cool uh because a lot of people are always like how did you do this but anyway i didn't really document the whole process i just documented like two things with her so this dog is going to grow up on the internet of like everything i did so that way when he's my goal is is by the time he's six months he's going to be off leash remote collar trained um super super high level of obedience uh, very balanced, uh, which takes time, especially during his maturity. So he's already like today I had him out with the neighborhood kids and they were chasing him around and he was chasing them around. I'm like, yeah, this is the best dog training we could get here. This is perfect. So I'm just doing everything I can. And, and so right now let's go over the things I'm working on and give you guys some advice on the new puppy. If something that maybe you have a new puppy or you're going to get one right now, we're working on potty training. So I'm going to go over potty training and then I'm going to go over maybe crate conditioning and what I'm doing. So potty training right now is really scheduled. And I'll have different podcasts uh, for these. But right now, if you get a new puppy, you're, you really want it to be a very easy schedule to follow. So if he eats and drinks, he's going to have to pee and poop. Uh, every dog is going to be different from when like when they have to go. But for peeing, like if the dog drinks water, he's probably going to have to pee within 15 to 30 minutes. Again, depending on the size of the dog, how much water they drink, but be prepared for that. So you just want to make sure that you're setting the dog up for success. So a lot of you probably don't have the, um, I don't know, I mean, some people would say it's good. Some people would be like, I'd rather go in the office. But if you, if you don't work from home like I do, it's not as easy, but right now, basically his, his schedule is I'm letting him out every 30 minutes because, uh, the, the objective, like, let's talk about this. The objective of the overall like potty training is to teach the dog that going inside is not good and going outside is good. And so, so that's the general purpose of when you're, when you're doing this. And so what that looks like is let's say, um, and we film this the other day and we have it on film but let's say he's walking around 
you're kind of watching them. Like that's the other thing is you have to watch the puppy because they don't know that going inside is bad yet. So they're just going to squat and pee. They don't care. And that's common. And so when you're, when you are potty training, you have to watch your dog often. So an X pen is really nice, which is like a foldable collapsible, like, um, manual like gate area you can just look it up amazon um, will have them chewy will have them PetSmart will have them petco will have them but it kind of just keeps so if you're if you're waiting on crate training or if maybe you're not crate training at all for whatever reason um, it keeps them safe which is nice and uh, it keeps them in one place so it's kind of like a like a baby pen for babies like you put them in there so you can take a shower or go cook dinner and they're just sitting there playing like goo goo gaga cool uh, and they can't get out and they're safe. It's kind of what an X-Pen is. Um, so the X-Pen is nice to kind of keep your dog isolated so you can watch them. And then again, like every half an hour, you pick them up and you let them out. But if they do make a mistake, you're instinctually naturally going to remember, go, oh no, don't do that. And that's common and that's natural. So that kind of like scares them. And it, it's, it definitely is like a correction for them. They're like, ah, you know, so every time that they like squat or they bend over to poop or something like that, you're running over and going, ah, and you're kind of scaring them. It's got the crap out of them, no pun intended. And so that's, that's an auto, like that's, that's a natural correction. So you're using a correction when you do that. Right. So that's what's happening. So they're like, oh, this is stressful. Like this whole thing that I'm doing in here is stressful. And then if you catch it right, which you will, the dog will go outside and it's the exact opposite. Yay, good potty, good potty, good potty. And you can even pay them. You can give them food. You can give them a treat. You can pet them. Good potty. And they're like, oh, okay. And they're babies. So they're, they don't, they're, it, they're a little slow. They don't really know. So that's really the, the process in which you do that. That's the reality of like what potty training is. Is they're like, hey, when I do this, it's literally like what balance is. It's literally how we train dogs. When they pee inside, they're like, this is stressful. Mom and dad gets mad at this. I don't like this. And then when they go outside, we reward them for it. And that's really it. Like they don't understand that pee and poop are yucky and gross. They're dogs. They eat that shit. No pun intended. So that's something you have to realize is like they don't understand that going to potty inside is like a lot of people think that dogs, when they're potty trained, they understand that pee and poop is gross and we don't want to step on it and be around it and smell it inside. That's not the case. The reality is, is if you do good potty training is like when you go inside, it's stressful. That's how potty training works. Like that's why it's so funny to me when I hear people say like, Oh, I don't believe in punishment or corrections. I'm like, did you potty train your dog? (laughs) Because the reality is, is at some point you made them peeing inside stressful. So (laughs) yeah, gaslighting there. But anyway, so that's really what that is. Um, and that's the, that's the objective. And that's what happens is they're like, Hey, can I go outside? So I don't get yelled at. And that's, that's what potty training is over time. It's just becomes this conditioned thing where they hold it because they're older, they're more mature, they're bigger, their bodies are bigger, their intestines are bigger. So they hold it and your normal like rhythm and, and, and schedule allows them to be successful. And the morning they go out, they go pee and poop and then, you know, they can hold things. So that's really the reality. And they'll get stressed. Like if you ever see a dog, like my dog does this Lakota, if she gets a bug or she gets diarrhea or something, gets something she ate or whatever, she'll like wake me up in the middle of the night, super stressed. She'll pant, she'll whine, she'll like flip over sheets. Like I'm, she's stressed because she doesn't want to go inside because she knows it's wrong because she got in trouble when she was a puppy. And the trouble just looked like, no, don't. So she knows that. So that's really what potty training is. And so again, your schedule. So what we did with him, just to give you guys some granule stuff, because there is going to be a podcast specifically on this. And there's also going to be, um, or maybe I'll just call this potty training as well. Cause this is pretty in depth. Um, and there's going to be a video on it. So the potty training, like for, for Burley, 
is he had some diarrhea coming over, I think because the stress and the, the food change. And so it was pretty runny and I felt bad. So we got some meds for him. So he's a little bit more binded up than a, than a normal puppy. So excuse me, this may not be super, super applicable, but what I ended up doing is like, I would try to feed him between six and seven. Cause we usually like go to sleep, sleep, uh, between like 10 and 11. So we're in bed at like nine. Um, and so I'll let him out pretty much every half an hour up until that point, but he wouldn't, he wouldn't poop. Like his digestive system wasn't processing food, um, to a point where he would poop until like 3am, 2am, 2.30. He was kind of pacing and then Lakota would get up and then I'd have to clean up diarrhea, this whole thing. So I said, okay, and this was last night, super successful. So what I did last night, I've been setting my alarm for 4am anyway to let him out because I let him out at 11 and I let him out at four. I mean, that's like realistically what I can do without turning into a complete zombie. So, and he's been good with that. So last night I fed him at like 1030 and then I woke up at four and then he peed and pooped outside and then I brought him in and he was fine. So it was the first night. So it was less than a week. I went a full night without crate training. He was free in my room with no accidents with a 10 week old puppy, which was perfect. Very proud of that. <laughs> But that's how I did it, as I kind of watched his bowel movement, and I got creative with what I needed to do, and that's how I did that. But then in the morning, so again, so I woke up at 6, set my alarm for 6, got him up, fed him, gave him water. He obviously went out and went pee, and then my natural wake-up time around 8, got him up again. He peed and pooped again because that in the morning he just digested and and then again throughout the rest of the day every half an hour so that's the schedule he's on and he's been really successful with that so my wife and I are very excited um I'm very committed to this whole puppy training thing for you guys like we have help around the house like I've hired people around the house to help us so I can focus on this and we're dedicated I'm Abby and I are my video offer dedicated to getting this done for you guys and I'm just I'm just tickled about it and I think that's all I really want to say now is I'm excited. I got a new puppy. That's the breed I got. That's why I got the breed. In the future, if people are interested in the breeder because they're like, hey, the reason, so it's not a secret. Like the, I'm not like trying to keep the secret of the breeder. I'm just not promoting the breeder because I want people to really see what this dog is going to be because he's cute. He's muscular. He's like a really unique dog. And people are like, oh, I want one. No, please don't. Please don't. Like, don't. Trust me. Let me show you i shouldn't say that that's not fair let me show you what this dog is first before you guys go snooping around finding the breeder and trying to get one not i want to give the breeder business they did a lovely job they're lovely people uh that's going to come in time this dog is going to live in my life for 12 plus years people are going to know about these guys there's plenty of time for that but they're just very stubborn protective dogs and if you don't have experience if you don't have the time, if you don't have the training skills, if you don't have the structure system, it'll this dog will turn into a nightmare and it'll end up in a shelter or euthanized or you're going to spend a lot of money on somebody like myself to come in to try to try to fix things. And even then it's like, who knows? And I don't want to damage the breed by promoting, hey, go get one. If I had a lab, I would. If I had a shelter dog, I would, but not this breed. Got to be very responsible with this breed. And I urge you guys to just watch what's going on with this dog and just watch, okay? And I'm not trying to scare anybody. And who knows? This dog could be a complete pansy and be non-breed standard and 
whatever. But I know, I mean, he's not. He's already <laughs> kicking Lakota's ass the first night he met her. So that's that borbleness coming in. So that's that's the thing is I'm just, I'm not trying to hide the breeder. I'm not trying to protect the breeder. Like they're cool people. They can handle anything. It's not that. I just want you guys to see how big this dog's going to get. I want you to see how mischievous this dog's going to get, chewing on everything like normal puppies, um, how stubborn they are, how protective they are, how pushy they are, how strong they are. I mean, it's, this dog is no joke. And so it's, and again, like, that's why I got this dog is I want to advocate for real, like, this is how you bring up a dog like this structure, guidance, crate training, uh, corrections, making sure that the dog knows their boundaries. Cause this is a dog you do not want to figure things out on their own. It's not going to be good. That's why when I got this dog, I started training immediately. So watch my video. It'll be linked in the description below. It goes over everything. And, um, you guys would be really happy. Listen, it's late at night. I have to go let the puppy out again. I'm exhausted from getting up four or five times in the night. So I'm not going to answer questions this time, but I will next time. If you guys are listening to this podcast and you enjoy it and it's helpful and you want to support me, please go however you're listening to this on Spotify or iTunes and leave me a review. This is absolutely for free. It's the least you can do. Thousands and thousands and thousands of people, if you guys are listening to this, if you haven't left me a review yet, please do me a favor and head over and leave me a review. It'll really help support the podcast. All right, you guys, wish me luck. Follow me on Instagram. We're going to keep doing more of these, but I wanted to put out this podcast because we're rolling with it. We're uh, we're in it, baby. All right, you guys, thank you for uh, supporting me, and thank you for being here, and I'm excited for you guys to watch Burley grow up, and, and, and as, I, as am I. Have a good night. Have a good morning. Have a good afternoon. Enjoy your day. Smile. Breathe. Life is too precious and too beautiful for anything else, right? Remember that. All right, you guys. Adios, amigos. Bye. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.